Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis got a big show this week. Yeah, and you're back across the Irish Sea for it as well. You're off in the uh, the old king, uni- kingdom that is currently united. Well, not not particularly united, to be honest. I would say it's 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 mm. it's, it's, it's perhaps the least united it's been since they first gave it that name. God, really? That's that's that's, uh, that's the grim political reality just... of British politics right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. welcome to our Brexit cast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, we are an MTG Advice podcast, despite despite what you may have heard. Um, that is that is heard the, that, in, that in listening to this podcast and its content. Not that even is just the like lie, and we're st- I mean that's the line. Sorry, and we're sticking to it. Um, uh, but if you want to be featured on the podcast, please please send in your your questions, your queries, your quandaries. Uh, you can uh, you can send them into us via Twitter. That's generally the best way to do it. DM mm. them to me at Riley Crutow. You can also DM them to, if you feel feeling sorry for him. DM them to Dennis. Uh, at Strandjack. At Strandjack as well. But Dennis, huge show this week. Um, it's not actually, but Hamish and Andy open all of their podcast shows by saying that. So I'm trying to sort of you oh, know, get the energy up, get the energy up. Exactly. Huge show. Um, first of all, first thing I want to cover off, Dennis, got some feedback from last week. Last week's show, no edits, just one okay. take, set it, forget it. Uh, the feedback from that, Dennis, um, has been mixed. <laughs> There's been some negative feedback. And there's been some very negative feedback. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, um, I, I've had people tell me that they like w- wouldn't mind it occasionally, but they yeah. prefer the cadence of the ordinary show. Yes, yeah, exactly. There are a couple of a couple of people saying that it was it was nice as sort of one off type thing, but no, no, don't worry. That slick Riley Knight editing is all mm. over this episode, so don't even worry about that. And and that that's how it's going to be for uh, from you now on. You know what else is you know what else is all over this episode, Riley? Go on. The old, the old sponsorship dollary dues from channelfirewall.com. That's it, mate. That's it. Channel Fireball's fingerprints are all over this episode. You can tell because of its high quality, because of its high polish. Channel Fireball leaves no turkey half roasted. I'll tell you, you know that. El- you know what else is part of the Channel Fireball content trademark? Go on. It's free. It's free. This content is free. I listen to a podcast uh, from called Pete Holmes, and mm. some, if someone on it makes like a well, it's actually called You Made It Weird, but it's hosted by Pete Holmes. Mm. Every time someone makes a particularly funny joke or, yeah. or like a piece of sage advice, he'll go, "People just get this show for free." You know, they yeah. download this on an app, like it's like, yeah. and that that's Channel Fireball, Channel Fireball content all over. Some of yeah. the best players in the world making some of the best content known to man, and of course, us tubos like you and me, Riley. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. No, Channel Fireball brings you not only the best in uh, the best in free content. They also Channel Fireball have incredible deals when it comes to not only selling but also buying magic cards. Dennis, you were telling me before how you've got the you've got the hunger, you've got the thirst. You want to go back to F and M. You want to start crushing some yeah. news, that sort of stuff. And you've just got a fat trade binder that all of a sudden is going to be a fat trade binder of rares in the past two years that I don't really want. And I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell ChannelFireball.com. I'm going to take that thirty percent store credit bonus. And, and that's not because you're an employee you of Channel Fireball. Usually, no, no, you know, no, there no, are some no. places you get like a, a ridiculous like store uh, employee discounts that sort of stuff. No, they're often offering that to Joe Q Public. Filthy unwashed peasants can go to ChannelFireball.com and get thirty percent store credit bonus. Unbelievable! 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 Anyway, you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good to be true. Anyway, Dennis, as I say. Huge show. Let's get that energy up. It's a big one. It's a big um, one. We do have some stuff to cover off here. Uh, you mentioned you had some correspondence from Mark Boyd. Yeah, Mark Boyd sent me what could I could only interpret as a threat, I guess. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> he said, no power move this week, but something big is coming. So, Mark Boyd, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who just joined the show, welcome. Mark, Mark Boyd is is the sort of 
the secret third host of this show because of his. Uh, I would say villain. I would. Say I mean, villain he really, yeah, he is the heel, isn't he? He, he keeps sending in. We, so we do a little segment called Power Moves, which may have what brought you here. Um, Power Moves is a, a widely successful segment. He he just keeps on sending in absolute stone cold killers. Uh, but you say no power move this week. But Dennis, I can unveil to you the something big that Mark Boyd was talking about because he messaged me as well. Oh, he's playing us off each other, dissension in the ranks. I know, he's, 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 sl- he's slowly doing the old Napoleon divide and conquer. I hope that was Napoleon. If it wasn't, my history credit has gone down the t- gurgler. Anyway. And if you're wrong, I'm I know, it's like me. I'll just edit it out. Don't worry about it. All right. Mark Boyd writes, Hi, Riley. As noted, power move DMs will be directed through Dennis. However, as Sarah Walker asked me a question last week through you, I feel this is an appropriate place to respond. So Sarah Walker last week asked you and me to then ask Mark Boyd how Ugh. he taps his permanents. Does he tap to the left or the right when he puts them upside down in front of his yeah, opponent? Yeah. And he says, for the attention of Sarah Walker as Shadow Co-host, C-O thank you Sarah for your Walker. question. Mark Boyd utilizes the tapping system. We've got a third person, Mark Boyd here. Utilize the tapping system, which increases his understanding of the board state and can cause confusion to opponents. Whenever a creature taps to enter combat, it is tapped counterclockwise. This appears the same as conventional orientation tapping clockwise. However, whenever a creature is tapped as part of a cost, an activated ability, for example, Birds of Paradise, Mm -hmm. it is tapped clockwise. This follows the tap sign direction printed. So he splits it up. And then, as a bonus, if an opponent has changed my card orientation when it untaps, by an additional untapping motion to return it to its text-facing opponent position... Again, thank you for your question, and I encourage other enlightened listeners to reach out and contact me either through Stranjack or Riley Curry Tower. My so God. now, Scry Me River is no longer an MTG Advice podcast. It's no longer even us, just two, the two of us here sitting and talking nonsense about magic. It's just a glorified post service for Mark Boyd. It's P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box Mark Boyd. This I is. Hate how this. does he have. You hate this guy? <laughs> I hate. No, no, I just hate this situation. Oh. How has he done this to us, Dennis? No, he's the villain. He's definitely the villain of the he's piece. Definitely the villain. He's definitely the villain. Every, 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 every hero needs a good villain, and in this case, it's Mark Boyd. It's Mark Boyd. He's. I mean, it's a stone cold two for one for him. He's he's the villain for two. You know, two of Magic's most celebrated and famous podcasting personalities. It's unreasonable. It's unreasonable. It's untenable. Anyway, Dennis, do you know what? The best revenge is living well. Let's get on with the it's- podcast. Let's let's provide some wisdom. Ryan Chen writes in Riley and asks, what are your guys' opinions on cracking packs for, parent- for you know, in quotations, no value? I ended up with a discount on an I- Iconic Masters box, but it's near impossible to get my friends together to draft these days, even when it's for free or something like my cube. As a limited resources listener, uh, we have to bleep that out. We don't want to mention other podcasts. Yeah, we can't let I feel can't. dirty cracking any pack that isn't for some form of limited, but I feel like there are some playables I could use in the box before the next time I could draft. What would you two do? Man, this is a, this is a very good question. This is a very good question. There is some hedonistic joy, like, in the capitalist society we live in, yep. and in the, you know, wasteful, mm. manist, the scourge of the environment yep. society we live in. Starbucks there is cup, a per- there- late yeah, capitalism. Star- exactly. Yep, exactly. There is a perverse joy in wasting. Yeah. And that nothing tastes better than the wasted opportunity of, of a set of draft packs open, open for nothing. No. False. False. Absolutely now, look, false. I no look. I, I, I honestly, I agree. You should always draft. But look, Ryan's in a position where it's not just not going to happen. It's not happening for him. Do you know how many uncracked packs I have within like a meter of me? Many. I assume my I've, money's on like many. hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of packs. Right? 
that I just won't open because I, I just can't. I can't do it. Open a pack. Come on, open a pack. I'm not going to open a pack. Open a pack. Oh, if I ship you $5, no, open a pack. Ooh, oh, I didn't realize there was money on the line. Make it 10 All right, I'll get a pack. I'll <laughs> open a pack. All right, we're just limited think- resources. We're just, we're just doing cracker pack. All right, entertain the, entertain the listeners, Anna. Well, this isn't Cracker Pack for the purpose of like figuring out what you'd pick first in a draft. Riley's off getting his uh, packs. This is Cracker Pack for the purpose of just making Riley sad for destroying value. All right, what do you got in your hands there, baby? Uh, I got I got M twenty. <laughs> it's a really because I've got like Eternal Masters and like uh, Modern oh, no, Horizons. I, no, no, it's and... it's the symbolism. You got a crack of M twenty. Hold it up to the mic. This is the this is the ASMR section. We'd, I mean, we're gonna get we. It's gonna be Marshall Sutcliffe's lawyers in touch with us. Yeah, cease and desist. All right, well, we got straight to the red. Chand- Chandra's regulator. What a, what a waste of time! It's not even a good like. But for, a, for a fleeting second, I'll take that. For a fleeting second, though, when you were leaving through that pack, you're like, "Oh, it could be good though." It could be good though. It could be good. But here's the thing. Here's the best part. The next pack could be good. I'm not going to open another pack. I'm not going to. This this was this was like a, a, a an errant one of pack. Look, the thing is, you just made me betray my principles. I was going to sit here and talk to Ryan Chen about how you should never do this, and you've just made me do it live on air. This is awful. Yeah, I tricked you. I tricked you. What do now? You've never... Okay, I've, I've, I've thoroughly been bamboozled, but you know what? I'm going to move on from it. I'm going to move on from it. I'm going to say, do as I say, and don't, don't, don't do as I do. You shouldn't mm. open packs for no value. There's I always, agree, honestly. I there's agree. always ways to do it. Um, if, I, I've... <laughs> I mean, cracking them for playables is interesting. I once sold a box uh, of Dominaria to a friend of mine who then was like, oh, let's just open it because I need a bunch of Dominaria cards anyway, right? Let's just open it. Two Teferis in it. Spicy. Two, like, $50 Teferis. Spicy. I was just like, this is... I, they, they were just sitting in my room. <laughs> they were sitting in my room, and I just... I just, I owned them in an in effect, but I didn't know they were there. But that like, me too. Know, I, had an, I had a box of Aether Revolts. Mm. Um, that was just sitting in my, sitting in like, I think it was in the office actually for like a year and a half or whatever, right? Yeah. And eventually I was like, look, I'm never gonna, I'm just gonna open it. Cracked it. And I had a, had a, um, a masterpiece, um, paradox engine. Right. Nice. Yeah. Spicy. Band of Commander. Um, yeah. It's just gambling. Let's, let's be, let's be really honest. Opening packs is is opening is just packs gambling. with the intent to make money. Yeah, it's just gambling. It's just yeah, gambling. Sure. If you're if you're, I mean, there, it's there, fun though, dude. It's fun. But but I'm not. Listen, gambling's fun. I'm not going to sure. say it's the wrong thing to do. I'm just saying you need to be honest with yourself, right? I know that limited resources and a lot of other people like you, like you and me, say, oh, you know, never pass. You shouldn't bust packs for no value. You should always squeeze maximum value out of it. If you like doing something and it's not hurting anyone else, just do it. You don't need to excuse yourself to, for anyone else. This actually, this is funny. This ties into the to one of the other questions we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show, Dennis. But this is this is a little message I'm going to mm. I, I sort of uh, try, try to get across here. If you want to do something and it makes you feel good, just do it. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, like just it doesn't matter what the quote unquote rules are that someone else has. I I feel a bit silly of having busted this pack, and it's not something I'm going to do very often because I do feel like it's silly. And eventually, I'll find some people who want to like play Pi Gow with the packs that I've got here or whatever. Whatever, right? Maybe I'll get a draft or something else like that. But Ryan, if you're just sitting on these packs and you want them open and you want to own the cards that are inside them, you're allowed to do this. You don't need anyone's blessing. You don't need anyone's permission. Dude, uh, like there's an old quote from a book, uh, by I think I think the person's name was like Marth Trolley Curtain, but the quote is time enjoyed wasting is not time wasted. And that's exactly how this is. Yeah. If you enjoy opening packs, who are who is Marshall Sutcliffe to take that away from you? How how dare he? I mean, he you know he may be able to dunk and you know pit lift things off tall shelves, and he might have a very 
nice collection of watches, but that doesn't give him the right to tell you what to do with your booster packs in the privacy of your <laughs> own home. Weird, what a weird burn to try dump on Marshall. No, it's just stuff that I like about Marshall. <laughs> you like him being tall about it? That's what Yeah, of features? course. I look up to him. Nice. Oh, thank Very you. Very nice. I, I like do look up to Marshall lot. in more than one way, and not, and not just because he's tall. But no, no look, I mean, way, yeah. you know, I think I think Marshall and and Luis and you know unlimited resources they have they have a brand right then and, mm. and I I don't think it's put on I think Marshall like really genuinely hates it when people crack packs for no value but you don't have to live your life by someone else's rules even if you admire the person even if you 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 know I mean Marshall's the reason that I got into competitive magic and right. I still don't you know I don't live my life by every single thing that they say on I mean, i'll take a wolfkin bond and there's no one's going to stop me doing that i love that card you know no but um, like, here's the thing if ryan's coming to us looking to confess for his sins and like, yeah. like for, for permission or to rid himself of guilt they're your cards man you can do whatever you want with them you don't need anyone's permission you don't need Mar- you don't need marshall's permission not to crack packs and you don't need our permission to do it if again if you if you want to do something that makes you happy don't worry about what other people are going to say or are going 100%. to think, you know. And this is something you learn with age as well, you know. I mean, I'm in my thirties, man. I'm 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 old. I'm a, I'm a decrepit dinosaur. And don't don't pretend, Dennis. Don't because I I know what you're going to do. You're going to say, no, no, you got plenty of time. No, because you rip on me all the time for being older than you. I was not old- going to do that. I was going to make fun of you for being old, but that's by the way. Okay, good. Well, I mean, light me up because the older you get, the less you care about this sort of stuff. For sure. It's like ah, oh, they're my they're my packs. I I, I want to do it, you know. But. On the other hand, I definitely can empathize with Ryan. It's really hard to get people oh, to get a free I, I have, dude, I, have, I, have, I have a stack of boxes sitting in the other room that I would love to draft with friends. I had a box can start here. It's my favorite set. Mm. One of the most one of the most revered sets of all time. It took me a year to get eight yeah. people together to draft it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh what is it? I recently cobbled together enough packs for Modern Horizon. That's right, Modern Horizons draft. I got, I got 24 packs of them. And just I've just sort of, you know, picked up got a bunch of them at a GP from the prize wall, that sort of stuff there like that. Sorry, Magic Fest. And um got to stick with the branding. And mm. uh I just, I don't know. I message people like, hey, do you want to draft Modern Horizon? Like, yeah, yeah, sure, that sounds good. And then it never happens. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to sit on them and wait. Ryan, if you want to open these, if you want to open these packs, you've got some iconic master stuff that you want to get into. You know, you want to find those duresses. I don't know what's in iconic masters. It's worth opening the packs for. But, Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. I think, like we said, you, I think you should sit on them as long as you can, as long as you feel comfortable until, you know, to try to get people to draft them because mm, it's more mm. value, it's more fun. But it is up to you when that point is. Yep. Yep. There's no imperative either way. You know, you can, you can do what you want with your property in the privacy of your own home. For and, sure. You know, I, I I did say you know you can do it if you want as long as, as long as it's not hurting anyone. If it's hurting Marshall Sutcliffe because you're busting packs for no value, I mean, oh, if you are going to bust them, please do take pictures and tweet uh, tweet and tag us and Marshall. And though. there's like, the value. There's the value. There's the value. So it's not no value. There you go. So we've actually found. You know, you say time time's enjoyed wasted isn't whatever, right? You're not wasting. You're not wasting these packs. You're not busting them for no value if you're using them to to irritate. You power know, move. The, it's a power. It's a power move, Dennis. We're not even on to power moves yet, and we've discovered a power move. A, a power move this week: busting packs and sending pictures of it, sending pictures of them to people who, who you know hate that sort of stuff. It'll tilt me. <laughs> like it'll tilt me a little bit. It's like you could have drafted that, mate. You could have played no, Pygao. No, no Pygao. That's and he, here's a, here's some more actionable advice. You want to open a bus? You want to open a bunch of packs really quickly, and you don't want to feel mm-hmm. bad about having done it. Find one other human and play Pygao with them. That's true. Yeah, it, it, it's just so much more than zero value. Yeah, mm-hmm. and here's another. I'll give 
mate. I'm over. I'm my the the wisdom cup overfloweth. Right? Just flowing off the top of the dome for you today, mate. If you want to draft a bunch of uh, like, let's say you've got like two boxes and you want to draft all of them, but you know it's hard getting all your friends together. You yeah. finally get eight, or maybe only, even only six people over, and you need to get them all. You need to get these the, all the packs uh, opened up. Do you know what you do? Omniscience draft. Ooh. Omniscience draft is a really fun and really effective way to burn through a bunch of packs while still having a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you don't know the rules for Omniscience Draft, you you draft a deck, you have to play 40 cards, so you're going to play ev- almost every single card you draft. You yeah, can also five. play four-pack on four pack Omniscience Draft, which is also very good. Um, and then you start with three cards in hand. You've got infinite mana, um, and opponents. everyone starts on 20 life as normal, uh, and you just end up in ridiculous... Ridiculous oh, it's a scene, yeah. It, like it's on, it's on arena. Uh, usually towards the end of a, a set's lifetime, so it should be up within the next couple of weeks. Um, a, a lot of fun and and a really good way to burn through packs. So I, I'd recommend well, that. And that well, you know you can do it with six people easy. There you go, Ryan. Tons of actionable advice for what to do with your packs, and most importantly, the realization that what you do with your packs is entirely up to you, and you shouldn't let anybody make you feel bad about it. All right, that's enough of that. That's silly nonsense advice, Dennis. That, it's time to get down to what everyone tunes into Scrimey River for. This, this really is just MTG Power Moves, the podcast, because it is time for Power Moves. Um, got a whole bunch. Got a, got oh, a, yeah, tons. Got keep a, them coming, though. Got a big, fat stack of them this week, but uh, do keep them coming in. If you've got a way that you like to assert your dominance while playing Magic, please let us know at Riley Crew Tower. Uh, or at Strandic, I guess, but that's probably mm. the best way. Anyway, uh, first one this week coming in from Todd C., who says this short sweet? Edit it. Oh no, <laughs> Dennis! <laughs> All right, so Dennis and I have a shared document in front of us, and uh, Dennis, while I was about to read it out, has waited until the- he had started reading the line. He waited until I started reading the line, and then changed the text of it to editing the power move as Riley reads it. Wow, you got me, Dennis. The ultimate power move. Oh dear. All right, I have to edit this. No, I can't control Z it. No, I, can. I can't control Z it. If I control Z it, it only goes back to it changes my edits. Please put it Hang back. On. Only, only, only I can get it back. Only you can get it back, Dennis. Only you have the power. Well, he's absolutely there it is. he's absolutely done it. He's absolutely Sorry, done Todd it. C for hijacking your power move. Hopefully you don't mind. You're still gonna get the Absol- full value over here. But I, I wanted well. to get Riley with it. Well played. Todd C writes, power move. Using your commander as a coaster. Level up using your black lotus as a coaster. Showing disregard for your own property, making a mockery of the game, which means if your opponent takes it seriously, they're something worth mocking as well. It's pretty brutal. Dirty move. It's really, really, this is hardcore, man. Is this a power move or is this just like, is this just like insanity? This agent of chaos thing. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a power move. Nikki, my girlfriend will do something similar. Well, she, no matter what, if you go to a draft with Nikki, no matter how extensive the cards she opens are, she will refuse to sleeve them. Doesn't sleep, yeah, just, just raw dogs it. No sleeves. Mm-hmm. That's I I don't know if I can sign up to this one, man. This is you know we often talk about power moves being on the legend or asshole spectrum. You know, like legends. That, is, uh, yeah, yeah. This is not on that. It's not asshole. This You're is, not hurting anybody else. No, but this is just like a chaos one. This is just this is an agent of insanity. I'm not sure how to rank it, but I I, I admire the the philosophy behind it for sure. I, I have to say that it's a. I was thinking like, oh, it's not a power. No, it is a power move because if someone did that in front of me, I would feel You'd uncomfortable. Like, I'd be like, oh, I, I hate this. So it is a power move, but it's not one I'm going to be adding to my arsenal. I can tell you that. Anyway, Dennis, what else we got? Next up, we have one from Jay Maz. Right, which another is power Introducing move yourself to your opponent using only your handle, your MTGO, Twitter, Twitch, and so whatever you want, and pitting off that incredulous, oh, you don't know who I am. 
vibe when they indeed have no idea who you are. Love this. This is very good. This is this is a, this is a real legend power move. This is textbook. Like you sit down at a GP against someone. This right? is an asshole power move. No, this is a legend power move. This makes you look like such a legend. No, it makes you look like an asshole. All right. I, I mean, we. I, I. I'm. I'm firmly in the legend and the legend seat. I think this is great because you sit. You know, you sit down across from your opponent, right? And you say, "Hey, I'm. You know, salty boy sixty nine four twenty or whatever." And they look at you and mm. they're like. Oh, you're like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm Riley. Like, they, they think, should I know who this guy is? Because, like, think, Dude. think, of, like, there's, there's, like, there's canister, you know, there's, uh, what's the professor, this? Professor like, Wedge, all this stuff, Budikov, all these people, like, all these people, these grinders who are known by their, you know, yellow hat, even for Nasif, that sort of stuff. Can I tell you a anecdote that is related to this? Go on. I was at what was Grand Prix Toronto at the time. Okay. And Wedge was there. Yeah. And somebody came up, I was standing next to him, I was talking to him, and somebody came up to talk to the two of us and to ask for a photo. Yeah. And like, Wedge was like, uh, like a very, very popular magic content creator and still is. And I was like, okay, they obviously want to take a photo with Wedge. So I go, so Wedge like goes to post next to them. Yeah. And then he, the, it turned out the person wants to take a photo with me oh. because they'd seen the game shows we used to make. But right, 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 right. That's not even the best part. That's like a funny, like, ha ha ha, whatever. And then Wedge is like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll take a photo, no problem. And then the guy turns to Edge and goes, "Why are you? Are you someone as well? <laughs> are you someone? Are you? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you someone? Are you? Are, someone? You, are you anyone? Oh, That's so it was good. so tasty. That's it was so, so tasty. And then, of course, I gave good. the guy the twenty bucks I promised him, and off he went. Yeah, of course. Like, well, that's money was, well spent. Oh. That's my. I mean, it's Canadian dollars as well, so that's just monopoly yeah, it's money. Fu- funny money, exactly. But, oh, it's, it was so good. It's itchy, so scratchy good. money. Um, that's fantastic. No, I love this. I love this, and it's I love a strong it. move. I we just said we we just don't agree which spectrum of the like alignment chart it falls. I on. think it's absolutely a legend move because you're sitting there, and you're putting you're putting the screws in your opponent, you, you, and you and you because you, you, you're dictating the. It's like you should have heard of me, and and the fact that you haven't that doesn't reflect badly on me. It reflects badly on you because you're not in the loop. I think it reflects badly on you, but okay. No, 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 no. Think about it. Like if you if you introduce yourself expecting them to know who you are, right? And then they don't. You can then twist that instead of being like, oh, it's not that I'm unpopular or I'm unknown. It's that you aren't informed enough to know who I am. Look, it, it's becoming clear to me that you obviously run into the situation a lot where you think people should know who you are and they people don't. Need, so look, however oh, the however you is, want to deal with that. People sometimes just need reminding, right? You know? <laughs> They just like they say, you know, I say, oh, do you want a card sign? Like, no, no, it's fine. Like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, let, 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 just give me, uh, it's fine, it's fine. I'm right, you know, you know, Riley, Riley from the from the coverage. You know who I am. Of course you do, right? <laughs> they just need they just need their memories jogged sometimes. They need them jogged. Okay, yeah, okay, that's okay. all I'm saying. You know, and look, I don't think I don't think it's that rude for me to unsleeve their deck and sign every card while we're in the middle of a game. You know, I don't think well, yeah. when they like thought sees me, I don't think it's that bad for me to take the thought sees off them, sign it, and then give it back to them. I think that's fine. Or if you thought to them and they pass your hand over, you take. The and I just sign every one. single one of their cards. I mean, that's just no. That's just what you. That's what's expected of me as a public figure. In you know, and, and it is. It is noble of you to give up your time like that. Ex- I mean, that's that's thank thank you, Dennis. That, I don't do this. I actually feel really bad about saying this. I'm not like that. Please, please don't. I you know what so the much. best part is? We can look at the stats. We can't look at the stats. So you can on a YouTube video. You can't on a podcast. But there will be some percentage of people who will have switched off in yeah. the last five or six seconds, and they'll just never be like, "I've never, that was a I'm joke. never listening to him again." Um, no, I've never done. I've never signed anyone's cards involved against their will. I don't think. No, I've never done that. I, and I wouldn't. That's that's awful. Anyway, Dennis, let's move on before I dig myself even deeper into this mm. hole here. I've got a power move that's coming from John. Hi, Riley, and the other one. 
Stings. Hurts every time, but okay. I mean, he's he's absolutely he's done you. He's absolutely got you already. This is a two for one power move here. All right. John says, <clears throat> I've got a relatively minor power move for you. That that's not that's not that's not power move energy. You don't want to like, well, well no, undersell and over deliver. That could be we'll see. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's continue then. On turn one when I'm on the draw and my opponent and I both play a fetch line and pass, if they crack theirs theirs on the end of my turn, I like to crack mine in response. This works particularly well on Arena when we can't both just search our libraries at the same time, so they have to sit there and wait just a little bit longer before they can take their turn. <laughs> I don't know why, but there's something satisfying about minorly de- de- delaying my opponent by doing the exact same thing that they are trying to do. Dennis, 10 out of 10. I like that a lot. That's very strong. I mean, I I, I now see what he meant by relatively minor. It's not minor in its impact. It's not impactful, yeah. It's not minor in its sort of potency. It's minor in its, uh, like, general, you know, it's not not something that's ever going to blow someone's head off. But you're still asserting dominance. And you're still showing someone, no, 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 no. I will find a land before you do, my friend. Or, but then you can, like, if, cause often people will shortcut these things and you'll pick up your deck and they'll go to pick up theirs. You go, sorry, sorry, I'm not finished. I'm not finished yet. Hang on one second, please. Excuse me. I, I, I believe my ability resolves before yours. Again, I wouldn't be doing this in high stakes magic, but if you're playing against your, if you're playing, cause you're then just being a jerk, but like, yeah. if you're playing, if you're playing against your friends, whew, let them know, Dennis. Let them know that you will dictate the pace oh, of the Oh, get play. them every time. Get them exactly. every time. For sure. Exactly. We've got another one here, Riley, from Joshua Boyd. All right. It reads, hi there. Whoa, whoa, I've been forced on. to do this. Josh- Joshua Boyd. Well, hey, that's addressing the question. That's a very familiar I've been name. forced to okay. do this after my brother, you know, Paramove man, Mark Boyd himself, made me listen to every one of your podcasts as we drive. And honestly, disp- look, 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 look. He goes on here. There's a Paramove. I'm not buying it. No, I'm not buying this either. This is Mark Boyd. Because, Riley, we did some digging. Oh, we Joshua did. Boyd- Actually, yes. No, I forgot about this. Yeah. No, tell tell, tell the listeners what, what we found out. The Joshua Boyd Twitter account, no followers, no tweets, no accounts following. No. It's a shadow. Recently it's a shadow created. This is, this is Mark Boyd running the My Girlfriend Goes to a Different School. Did you ever run the My Girlfriend Goes to a Different School? No, I did not run that, Dennis. I had a girl. I, had a girl, I dated a girl named Marlena when I was like 15. Wait, do, I, do I know her? Do I? Would I met her? No, she lives in Australia. Oh, right, convenient. Okay. okay, she lives in Australia. Yeah, she lives, okay, she lives in Australia. Well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to her for like 10 years. I don't know where oh, she lives. Well, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll look her up. But this is, I think he's got us again here, Riley. No, he hasn't got us. We've seen through it. No, 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 listen to me. I'm not going to dignify the, this this obvious fake, and I, I'm, I'm kind of sorry if Joshua ends up being a real person, but that's by the by. Obvious fake paramount by reading it. But now I'm worried. What if John? What if Jamez? What if Todd? These could all just be... What if the only person that ever listens to this podcast is Mark Boyd? What if he's just downloading it thousands of times from thousands... He's in our our head. He's everywhere, Dennis. Oh, my. It's... uh, They could all be Mark Boyd. It's each one more Mark Boyd than the last. Mate, you could be Mark Boyd. (laughs) Actually, probably not. I've known you for a long time, but you're probably not Mark Boyd. But what if if one of us was Mark Boyd? What if one of us was actually Mark Boyd all along? Oh, Dennis, oh, this is awful. Man. Anyway, let's read Mark Boyd's power move because it's not the power move of the week. I think that's important to note that that Mark Boyd, through the agent, the proxy agent of his so-called brother, in quotes, right? right. Maybe his parents okay. just had a kid just for this purpose. Maybe Mark Boyd power moved his parents into having another child just for this occasion. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put a put a park Mark Boyd. Anyway, I wouldn't put a park Mark Boyd even if even if Joshua is his, old, his older brother. His older brother. That's I mean, the, that's the real power move. Mark planned it out all along. Anyway, listen to this, right? 
Uh, he wants to submit a power move uh, of his own. Um, in short, he's not very good at magic, says Joshua Boyd. Uh, only played a couple of competitions, very limited success. But if I ever did another one, I want to sit down at the table with all my cards in a Pokemon box Ooh. and with Pokemon sleeves and say, hey, man, am I in the right place? Oh. And then, no matter what they say, I'll just reply, eh, it's all the same, really, and try and continue playing. And then bonus points if you can also then use Pokemon names for cards, for example, Calling Lands Energies. Doubly effective with the new Theros Lands, man. This is fantastic. That's really good. It's really good. So Joshua Boyd, if that's your real name, even look, even if Mark Boyd has sent this in, right, through the auspices of his fake brother, you've got to respect the hustle. Right. Also, for for everyone at home, in the shared doc we have, Riley put the word Joshua in quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Because we're not buying this for a second. We know. We no. know this is a Mark Boyd proxy. Next week, we're going to get a thing from Schmark Schmoyd, right? Mm. And it's, we just expect. We expect. No, 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 Mark. We're all hello. Over. This is a uh, Bark Moyd here. <laughs> Bark Moyd. I've been a big fan of the podcast. Anyway, Dude, is his dog is his dog called Bark Boyd? Oh, that. I mean, if it's not, he's missed a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah. A huge opportunity. Uh, but you're Joshua, right, this is a good one. I like this a lot. Joshua closes out his message by saying, thanks for the great work, and I hope the podcast keeps on going, and sorry for my brother, Lamau. So, mm. I mean, I can... Now, I can it is ri- it is, now, of note, it is written in a very different sort of cadence and using different language than Mark... It doesn't read like Mark Boyd wrote no, this. No, it doesn't. But again, maybe that's just part of the... Maybe that's I think part it might the, be part of the ruse. The illusion, yeah. I really don't know. Anyway... The investigation this is turning into like a like a This American Life serial podcast where we yeah. have Mark Boyd. <laughs> who is who is Mark Boyd? Who is Mark Boyd? One final power move to round out the week. This is our, this is our power move of the week, Dennis, and it, it comes to us from Ian. And Ian suggests that you play Thoughtseize like Cabal Therapy. Name Love the card it. you most want to take. How good is this power move? Thoughtseize your vial. Yeah, and you look down. You're like, whoa! How do they know? Exactly. So, Thought Seize, for example, naming Teferi. If it catches your, it, this will catch your opponent off guard for one, and it can also just easily just be played off as a joke if it misfires. You can do this game two for a very confident power move, or game one if your Boyd factor is turned up to eleven. The Boyd factor. I love this because the thing is, with with Thought Seize, right? You have to take a card. You have to. You, yeah. You, you can't. You can't name a card that's not. If you in their name, hand. if you name a card that is in the hand, it doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't actually do anything at all, right? Yeah. So if you have a card that you know you're going to take 100 percent above everything else, right? So for example, do they have it? You know, no, no matter what it is, let's say you again, you're playing against like humans in modern, and you know that if they've got a vial, you're going to take the vial, right? Above anything else, you go Thoughtseize naming vial, right? And then they look down at their hand, they're like, "What the hell? What? How? What?" But then if they don't have a vial, they just go, I don't have a vial. Like, yeah, I know, I'll take the hierarch. But there's no situation in which you lose. There's no way for this power move to backfire. Ian, you are the proud recipient of the Mark Boyd Award for for a power move of the week. I mean, what an innings from Ian. That's incredible. So if you want to follow in the hallowed footsteps of those, you know, people like Mark Boyd and Ian here, please send in your power moves. Tell us how you want to, how you assert your dominance while playing this game, Magic the Gathering, a deckmaster game, because man, we had some, we had some stone cold killers this week, Dennis. Our next question, Dennis, comes to us from William, and uh, I, de- I definitely can resonate with this question. I'm interested to see what your, your response to it is. William says, since I started playing Magic years ago, I noticed that it changed the way that I play other games. I find it really hard to play any game casually anymore. It doesn't matter if it's an RPG or a MOBA or even a board game. I always mm. have to play optimally. Recently, 
I got invited to a friend's place to play a board game I'd never played before, and I caught myself reading about it and looking up strategies on Board Game Geek before playing. Wow. I think this is all due to the way magic teaches you to try to play perfectly all the time, but I also think I hate it. <laughs> what should I do? Riley, you talk about yourself struggling with this all the time. I, mate, I, 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 I've never quite like looked up strategies. I went to a friend's place. Yeah, recently I think to that's play, one um, step beyond. I, I went to a friend's place recently to play uh, Terraforming Mars for the first time. Great game, really complex, really deep, but lots of fun. And I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I'll, I'll look up the strats before I went in, right? But I did get to a point where I used to play a lot of Game of Thrones, the board game, right, with friends of mine back in Australia, and it got to the point where Magic had put me on a level where I just. I'm I'm not good at magic. Like I'm going to be very forthright about that. But because my friends weren't quite as like keyed into you know quote unquote like yeah gaming. they wouldn't stop and think through the permutations. Be like, what am I supposed to do here? How can I best use my resources? Exactly right. And and you see in the, in this board game you have a, a hand of cards which is technically hidden information, but it's actually not because you can always deduce what they've got in their hand, right? If you if mm. you keep a track of it in your head. So I would say I would manipulate people and be like, oh no, no, because Adrian's got Adrian's got uh you know Jamie. So if he plays that, then you win if you play this card. But if he plays this other card, you can beat it by doing that. And the whole game is like risk on steroids. So you can try to get manipulate people. So you get to a point where you're playing a game on a completely different level. And this is a real pro- not a real problem when you're playing magic, because often you're playing against people in the same mindset. But if you're going to your mate's place and playing board games against them with that mindset man it's terrible it's awful it's, it makes things less fun you find yourself spending time and mental energy in like a game of monopoly or whatever mm. you know the fine board game monopoly. It's, i mean you shouldn't uh, be playing monopoly but yeah we'll go on or like or like risk or whatever you find yourself spending time being like, all right what is not what do i want to do on this turn it's what yeah. is the correct thing to do what is the correct turn? thing to do exactly so and it I sucks mean, he's right it's really bad, and I agree. I feel like Magic has done this to me as well. You know, I recently restarted a uh, replaying The Witcher, mm-hmm. and I before I before I went into it, I think I talked about this. How I I went and looked at like, oh no no, I can't just. I mean, I'm, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? I I couldn't just assign skill points that were kind of meaningless, really. The combat's not particularly complicated. To to different abilities and stuff, I had to be like, no, 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 I need to optimize, I need to make sure it's perfect. It's terrible. I think it's a really happened to you with Pokemon. I had to pressure you to try that Pokemon as a casual game. Well, that's, and that's that was the that was the point I was going to bring up. I've, I this is the advice. This is the advice mm-hmm. that I want to give to William. I was going to use Pokemon as an example. Recently, both you and I started playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, right? Mm-hmm. And I decided. I was going to play it completely blind. I was going to play it like I did when I was a kid. I didn't have the internet. I didn't have access to the pro strats. I'm just mm-hmm. going in. I'm catching the ones that look cool, and I'm playing with uh-huh. the ones that I like. And it has been a completely transformative experience. But it's completely, it's completely self-enforced. That's the hard part. Yeah, that's true. No one, no one can make you do this. But I guess, but there are times when having that like magic edge, that like that like hypercritical, you know, game design mindset is. I mean, the, the other side of it is it makes you better at games. But what are the stakes? This is my question, right? No one. That's the thing. You need to judge when to use it. That is exactly it, right? You got to put the Cyclops sunglasses on. Because William brings up a couple of different games. He talks about board games, RPGs, and MOBAs, right? If you're playing a MOBA, like if you're playing Dota or what are the other ones, like uh, League or or, or even like Heroes (laughs) Heroes of the Storm, what a funny joke, right? Um, uh, then I think you should. I think you should be. I think this, in this case, that that attitude is going to be fantastic for you, right? Mm. If you sit down to, you know, play uh, Apex Legends or Rainbow Six or whatever it is, right, you should be bringing that hard, optimized energy, like that energy that makes you optimize your plays to the nth degree, read through those guides, watch those videos, get as good as you can, because ultimately that's what the, the aim of the game is. But if you're sitting at home, like on your third playthrough of The Witcher 3, you don't 
have to optimize your character. You don't have mm-hmm. to do that. And I think kind of, I mean, what is it? It's more, it's more or less just like forcing yourself not to care about it being optimal. And that's, I, and I, think, I think William's taking an important step here by recognizing that it's a, it's yeah. a, maybe not a flaw, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a detail of his character and like taking the time to write out and write into us about it. That's a huge step. I think if you, if you have self-awareness to be able to do that, I think you, I think you can self, self-police this. Yes. And yeah. decide and, and, when you want to treat games as games and when you want to treat games as games to be won. And, and I think one, another thing you say that you, in pointing out the, the reflective access that William here, here has is, you know, a lot of the time that people who do this, they're that guy and you never want to be mm. that guy. You never want to be, oh, no, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't invite him to come and play, you know, whatever, Terraforming Mars with us because he'll have read every single strategy guide and watch every single video about it on YouTube and he'll just crush us, right? You don't want to be, mm-hmm. you don't want to end up being that person who doesn't get invited to play games because you're too good at them. Yeah, you have to, like, and it's not even about, like, it's not even like you're so amazing at games. You just approach them with a different mentality. Yeah. But, like, like William said, he looked up the game and looked at strategies ahead of time. I didn't know, there's no way anybody else did that. No, and there's no way that people are going to have fun, either you or the other people. I mean, if you get fun from, like, crushing noobs by looking up stuff on BGG before you go and play, is that really, like, the kind of... I don't know, man. I'm not in, I'm not into that at all. And, like, it's not like you're going to be, like, you're going to get there and smash your ice and be like, wow, this guy's really cool. He put it... Yeah. Like, that's not... You're not going to earn the respect. So, like, but I understand. I totally, I totally identify with William. It's a compulsion. It's a compulsion to mm. play things correctly because magic... I don't know why magic. Why do you think it's magic more so much more than other games that teach you to do that? I I really don't know. That's a good question. I notice that it's actually affected me in other parts of my life as well. Here's an example. Yeah, for sure. Outside of games, I'm going to show. You, I'll show you something now, Dennis. The viewers aren't going to be able to hear, see this, but they'll be able to hear it. This is my bowl that I had breakfast out of. Right, had a nice healthy breakfast yes. of, uh, of 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 bran flakes. They keep mm-hmm. me regular. Good, um, good and regular. You yeah, old that's man. it, mate. That's it. Loving it. Loving loving that action. Uh, I also have my water bottle. Right? Right. Now, I need to take this empty bowl out with a bit of, you know, slowly solidifying milk at the bottom of it. I need to take that out and put that in the dishwasher, right? But my water bottle is about, what would you say that is, a quarter quarter full? Yeah, a third full. Maybe yeah. a third full. I'm not going to take this bowl out to the kitchen until I finish this water and I need to fill up my water bottle. That, that, that's a two for one. Two for one. It's a two for one. And that has purely come about since I started playing Magic. So like, why would I waste wow. a trip to the kitchen to take this filthy, disgusting bowl out? And put, Why would I waste a trip to do that when I could wait until I need to fill up my water bottle and do two things for the price of one? Yeah, you got to keep it in check, man. Like, obviously, obviously, having the bowl of cereal on your desk isn't going to kill anybody, but the, having that attitude can be pernicious and it can creep in, yeah. in like, like, like what he's talking about, in ways that negatively affect your life. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, and this is this is one of those. With with great magic skill comes great potential to optimize things to the point where your life becomes untenable. Not quite as snappy, but still as true. I would say, um, you've got to keep it. Yeah, I, I think I think your advice is really good. You've got to keep it in check. And step one is being aware of it, right? And yeah, and and Williams obviously obviously already had that in spades because it's not black and white. That's the other thing. You shouldn't switch this off. You shouldn't move away. No, no, this no. isn't this Harness isn't a, it. It's not a bad habit, right? It's just one that has to be enacted surgically and with precision but i want to come back to the question you asked why does it happen why magic with magic i think magic is more decision dense than most games yep yep at any given moment there are so many game actions you could possibly take with every step in the turn let, let alone you know how you take them or trying mm-hmm. to read your opponent yada yada mm-hmm. that there is so much edge to be gained more than there is in yep. other games i, I, think, I think that's my no, 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 i think you've nailed it i think what it is is that the if you don't make correct decisions in magic, you crash and burn so fast. You can't 
you can't make random decisions in magic magic and expect to, to, to succeed. But but I think also importantly, that is obfuscated a little bit by the variance in the game. Yes. Like if you make willy-nilly random decisions in chess, it won't even feel like you're playing the game. That's that's yeah, that's true, because there's no variance. Yeah. But you can feel like you're playing in magic and just be ineffective at it by doing things incorrectly. So, so you've got to be really aware of it. You've got to be really dialed in. So when you do in. do things correctly, it really gets in and scratches that itch in your brain. And I yeah. think that's the that's the key. Yeah, I, I think... I Look, I think magic overall has had a net positive, right, on my life. By by quite a significant margin, right? It's yeah, taught, for sure. It, it's taught me. I mean, it's it, you know, it's earned me a lot of money. It's made me a lot of friends, and it's taught me. I think to, to how it's taught. It's given me a lot of tools to become a better person when it comes to, I don't know, everything from problem solving to you know, again, optimization of tasks, whatever else. Like Resource that. management, yeah, awesome. exactly. Right. There's a, there's a great article on channelfiber.com. I've made reference to it a lot of times. I think it was by Matt Sperling who talked about the employable skills you gain from learning how to play magic, and this is one of them. But you don't. You have to you have to know how to manage it, as you say. You have to know how to harness it. You have to be able to switch it on and off in in the right times. Everything in its place and everything in moderation. And there is a line, and I'm not going to say exactly where that line is, but I will tell you this, William. Looking up how to play a board game on Board Game Geek, right? Like finding the pro strats before you go and play it for the first time with your friends. That is over that line. Over the line. You're misconstruing the goal of the evening. The goal of the evening is not to win the board game. The goal of the evening is to have fun with your friends. It's, and mean, looking it up ahead on BGG is in service of the of the, the former and not the latter. Exactly. Exactly. But then there are times you do want to use it when you are playing competitive games, especially when you're playing Magic there like that. So, you know, I, I'd be interested to hear if, if other people have perspectives on this. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that William and you and I aren't the only people who have been affected by this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. And I'd love to have people write in and, and, and share their stories with how they have been or how they've maybe dealt with the impact that magic has on, you know, the, the, the optimization engines in your mind or whatever else they're like that. So please do let us know. But William, what a great question. Thank you so much for sending that in. That was, um, that, it's really interesting to think about. And also really good to know that I'm not the only one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scrimy River. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, as ever, thank you to the people who who wrote in. Thank you to the, all the people who are sending in power moves and questions, yeah, whatever Truly, else. it is no exaggeration to say that the show could not exist without you. Yeah, it would It would be a lot... Um, I mean, shorter. I was, <laughs> it'd be a lot shorter. It'd be, I mean, the little structure that is there would uh, would be uh, would be even, uh, even more vanishing, increasingly vanishing. But Dennis, if people want to uh, get in touch with us, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is almost assuredly on Twitter. Tweet at myself, at Stranjack. No, no, no. I asked for the best way. At, all right. So the best way is to tweet at Reliquary Tower, I guess. Whatever. Power move. Power move. Um, or you can DM us if you want something a little more um, a little more private, whichever you like. Yep. 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 Um, uh, most people do DM us. So feel free to do that. I mean, you, you get a longer form question in there as well. So, so DM, DMs yeah, for are, sure. are perfectly acceptable. Um, and a uh, special thank you to... Go- of course, now we're getting rid of all the people who uh, tune out as we get to the ad. So, Dennis, it's time for... Shahrazad near river. river. The the, the secret, secret bonus podcast, podcast you get the at the end for the real the real fans. Dennis, you and I have. Uh, I, I went over to Dublin last week, as people who listened last week will know. And we you played did. a lot of a certain video game. So we played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two because it was on sale because they released the collector's collector fancy no microtransaction edition. Yeah, and it was a which lot of fun. put the normal edition on sale for fourteen ninety nine, which I figured I was in a Star Wars mood, having seen Star Wars. And I was like, hey, you know, if I spend fifteen bucks on this game and if I play it for two or three hours, that's probably fine. That's yep. probably worth it. You yeah, know? and we we played it for and a lot. Boy, more than and that. did we? Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it felt a little arbitrary. Like you do just die a lot for reasons that don't really seem to be influenced, like under your influence. But I mean, flying yeah, around to, like, in the X compared- wing is just so much fun. 
Dude, compared to like other, even other Battlefield games, like even like Battlefield One, yeah. I felt like I had less agency over my actions. Yeah, but compared, it's like it's like night and day compared to like Call of Duty or Overwatch or some other like smaller team shooter where you really yeah. feel like everything you do matters. Yeah, you're just running around in a battlefield. Sometimes you get shot from over a hill two miles away. And you don't know what happened. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get you know Roger Roger or whatever. <laughs> but like I said, paying fifteen bucks to just run around in a Star Wars battle for a while. Worth it, man. It I does, think, and honestly. it does. It does really feel like that as well. You know, we we because they have all the blaster sound effects, all the music, and everything. Yeah, it really does feel like you're just in a Star Wars film. For, and, the, and and I really like the, the 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 what would you call them? Like the quests or the mission, like the scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I think it really well designed. And um, yeah, like no, the rebels steal a walker, and then they have to drive that walker out of the base and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I'd recommend it quite highly. It's a it, it's a good amount of fun to have. Um, it, again, it feels a little if if you're. If you're one of the people who, you know, enjoys being able to be in control of their own destiny, maybe it's not the game for you because you... It might not be perfect. might, might not be great for William. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's very hard to play optimally. Very hard to play optimally. He's like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and shoot and get enough points so I can get in a tank and blow people up. It's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. But uh, no, I, I, I had a lot of fun playing that with you, mate. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Shahrazad Me River. If you <laughs> we'll want to send in... If you want to send in a question specifically for Shahrazad Me River... Yeah. Yeah, well, do it. I think we'd be okay with that, right? I think that's fine, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. that will, in time, subsume the rest of the podcast. Oh, my God. The, sh- the ratio shifts over over time, and eventually we the podcast just becomes your Harris. Sure. Yeah, I would like that. That'd be a lot of fun. Anyway, we're done for this week. Thank you to Channel Fireball for sponsoring the show, of course. Go there to sell all your old dra- draft chaff, turn into real cards if you want to do that. Of course, there's plenty of free other free content you can check out uh, at the uh, on, on, on at, at exactly that, channelfireball.com. Um, and thank you, of course, to Joe Kim Karad for the incredible Actually music. providing music this week, unlike last week. Yes, yeah, so he, took, he took the week off. Bum. Yeah, exactly. He took the week <laughs> off. New Year's break for him. Uh, but he was back... Uh, Back this week with uh, with all of his all the, the the dopest the dopest and the flyest beats. Go and check out his stuff because it is incredible and it's all free. Anyway, we're done. Dennis, thanks for hanging out with me and uh, looking forward to doing it again next week. Bye bye.